This is a podcast by Wellhouse Church, where we talk about what it's like to be a Christian Monday through Saturday, to live as a person of faith and a culture against faith. So, let's talk about perinatal depression. Okay. Um, we have a very special guest today in the studio. Um, Melissa Ware, a.k.a. my mother. Um, I And Cullen's mother, too. And Cullen's mom, too. Um, yeah. So, when we decided to have a conversation about the large category that is perinatal depression, um, what you're probably more commonly heard of as postpartum, I personally just didn't feel comfortable having this conversation because... I understand that for (laughs) multiple reasons. It's something I will literally never experience. Right. Right. Um, But you have had a very personal experience with it. Um, And so I wanted to bring you in to kind of talk about your experience. But first, because this is something that we do, because this is a mental health series, it's important to kind of get all of the stress and anxiety that's weighing on you out in the open before we start having a serious conversation about mental health. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. Um, And so why don't you tell me about your week? Well, as you know, but not everybody knows. Um, We're in the midst of selling our home. Yeah. Packing up. Stressful. Cleaning out. Moving. Buying land. Yeah. (laughs) All those things are, you know, pretty stressful. So this week it's been pretty up and down with the realtor and things like that with, you know, navigating those waters. But for the most part, it's been okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Just a lot of stress with like thinking about selling the house. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's nice to have a, um, that place, you yeah. know, that you call home. Yeah. And when you're in the, in the, in the balance of, you know, yeah, the unknown. So our listeners don't know this, but as they're trying to sell their house, they're also living in the same RV park as me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's so funny because um, they used to live right across the street from, from Cullen. Yes. And now they live like a 60-second drive from from me. <laughs> and so um, it's just funny. Family is really important to us, and we're Absolutely. all super close. Um, I want to be close to my babies. Yeah. All so, my babies. Yeah. <laughs> so my week, um, I'm going to be honest, it's been the longest week of my life. I. I stand by You've that. Had a pretty rough week. I've had a pretty <laughs> rough week. Um, it's the second week of the semester. Um, been working like nonstop. I just started my field placement, which is good, but it just adds an extra level of stress. Um, I'm also dealing with some some anxieties and uh, even a little bit of depression, and so like it's just yeah. been a really rough week. I know. I'm sorry. I mean, it's okay. It's, it's how it happens. It's life, right? but still. Life is hard. And all the reason why you got Popeyes, because we live in the same RV park. Yeah, they brought me Popeyes <laughs> the other night to cheer me up. And because, like, I had a, a problem with my propane and couldn't cook dinner. And, like, oh, my God, it was a mess. And so she brought me pro- she she brought me uh, Popeyes. And it just it made my day. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. So let's get into it. Okay. 
why don't you um, kind of give us a little bit of your experience with specifically postpartum? Well, first of all, I'm holding notebook paper, and it makes me feel like I'm back in high school. So <laughs> kind of cool. Um, well, when we decided that we wanted to get pregnant, it took me six months to get pregnant. Which adds a level of stress. Correct. But when we got pregnant, it was, I mean, we were so excited. So excited. And so we did all the things, you know, you did all the planning, all the preparing and down to Lamaze class. Mm. I'm not even sure how popular those are now, but you know, I'm, I'm willing to say that, um, you should probably do it. You should probably do it. Absolutely. So I went to Lamaze class and I can't remember how far in we were or whatever, but, the night that they discussed postpartum, um, your dad and I left, and we were kind of cackling about it, thinking, ah, that's not real. That thing doesn't, how can you be, you know, depressed yeah. when you have a brand new baby? You have this brand new baby that it took me six months to get pregnant with. There's no way I'm going to be depressed. That's crazy. I yeah. would have never have thought in a million years that it even really existed. I thought it was... It had a. It also kind of had a stigma attached sure. to it. Always back, does, you know when. And also, it was that was really new language it, back in the nineties too. It was, and you know when you talked about things like that, it was always in your head. It's kind of like, yeah. I'm just gonna even compare it a little bit to like ADHD and ADD yeah. and things like that. Back then, it was people thought it was people made thought up. that you weren't disciplining your children. Yeah. Another day, another story. Yeah, sure. So we're going to move on to postpartum. <laughs> but I, we really kind of just blew it off and thought yeah. that was a serious waste of our evening. Mm. We could have been at home watching Tombstone. TV or what? <laughs> yeah, Tombstone. <laughs> we could have been doing anything yeah. else but sitting in a class talking about postpartum depression and we're going, okay, yeah. Yeah, and y'all leave just this is a bunch of bull. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fast forward to six months into my pregnancy, I was in a car wreck. It wasn't serious, but I was driving and I was pregnant with you. Yeah. And I was rear-ended pretty hard. And at the time, you know, it everything was fine. Mm-hmm. But it's still an accident, right? It's still something that causes you some stress. Sure. Okay, fast Especially forward. Especially when you're pregnant. <laughs> exactly. Fast forward a month and a half later, I was seven and a half months pregnant. Mm. And um, I was in another car accident. This one a little more serious. We were on I-10. And there was beer bottles being flown out of cars, um, hitting people's windshields. And so cars were swerving, swerving, going everywhere. And we ended up getting hit. Well, when we pulled over on the side of the road to collect ourselves, and by the way, we were coming home from my baby shower. Yeah. So that just kind of tells you where I'm at in my Mm. thought process in the pregnancy. Just had the baby shower. And in that, um, as soon as that wreck happened, I felt you turn. So this was the second one that you felt me Correct. I felt you do a summer. You literally did a somersault. And 
in that moment, I was thinking, but I feel okay. I don't feel like I'm having any contractions. I, you know, so we moved along. Well, two days later, my water broke. Mm. And so with that being said, I immediately went into panic. Sure. You know, your dad was like, oh, yes. You know, he was so excited because it was time. And I'm like, no, it's not time. <laughs> yeah. It's so not time. <laughs> so you're... Um, six weeks early. So I'm six weeks early. Correct. So that means you're about eight months. Uh, seven, seven and a half months. Seven and yeah. a half, seven and three quarter months Something pregnant. like that, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm incredibly early. It, it, premature. Well, you're premature for sure. I wouldn't say incredibly because now I've seen babies, you know. Much more. Much yeah. more premature. But, but also science and the medical field has definitely grown has a changed. lot since It then. definitely has changed. So with that being said, we went to the um, went to the hospital, found out no. in all of that that, you know, yes, my water had broken. They were going to induce my labor. But at the time... When they did the um, sonogram, they realized that you were breech. Because remember, I told you I felt you do the little somersault? Mm-hmm. So that kind of freaked us out a bit. Sure. And I totally expected to have a normal birth. Yes, I was going to take the epidural. But <laughs> I was going to, so I can't say natural, but I was going to have a normal birth. <laughs> Give me the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yeah. No, I get it. So, <clears throat> at that time, I found out that I had to have a cesarean. Yeah. And that was the only Lamaze class that we missed was mm. on cesarean. Oh, that's wonderful. That's I so mean, funny. I mean, you know. Um, Ain't that how it goes? Um, yeah, in my case. Yeah. I mean, we're wares. What do we say? Yeah. Nothing is easy for us. Everything's hard. So... I have the cesarean. You come into the world. You're gorgeous. You're beautiful. This baby that we prayed for, hoped for, dreamed of. I mean, down to your little fingers and toes. Yeah. But you were not breathing well. Yeah. And you went through it. The first 24 hours was really touch and go. Yeah. Um, and then at that point, you were so tiny um, I was breastfeeding. Yeah. And you had to have a preemie bottle because you were so tiny. Mm. So it was pump feed, pump feed, pump feed. And all that was fine and well when I was still in the hospital. But yeah. when I was released from the hospital and you were not, that was a whole different ball game. Yeah. Then I had to pump, take my breast milk to the hospital, feed. So on, so on, so on. And this went on until you were released. Well, once you were released, we came home. But you were so tiny in the hospital, you could not have your circumcision in the hospital. Right. You had to be circumcised in the doctor's office. Yeah. Well, you ended up with a, a life-threatening bacterial infection. We almost mm. lost you. Yeah. Due to that bacterial infection. Um, so you were back into the hospital when yeah. you were about a month old. Um, you hadn't been home but like a week when that happened. So let's, let's put this all together in one big kind of narrative, right? Yeah. Um, about six months in. Yep. You have a wreck. Yep. Stressful. Yep. Traumatizing. Yep. About a month and a half later, you have another one. Yep. Going to labor. Worse. 
Yeah, another <laughs> one that's worse. Um, also traumatic, stressful. Mm-hmm. You go into labor. Yes. Um, I come out. Um, you're trying to give me nourishment, and it's a pain in the butt. And it was, and almost nearly impossible. And don't forget the pain of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The pain of giving birth and and the you know they cut through the nine yeah. layers, but then the pain of breastfeeding. Yeah. Oh, that too. When you've never done that before. So lots so, of yeah. pain, mm-hmm. lots of stress. Correct. Lots of anxiety. Yes. There's just so much trauma surrounding my birth. Yes. And your pregnancy. Yes. Plus the family trauma we were having already also. Mm. That's a yeah. different story. That's a different story. But and I'm yeah. not going to go into that. But there was also family trauma at the time as well. And also, and we're going to talk about this in a bit too, past trauma, if you have past trauma, will make you more at risk for PPD mm-hmm. um, or postpartum correct. depression. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, and of which you don't have to get into, but of which you do have as well. Yes. And so all of these things are compounding into one moment. Correct. Continue. So when you're back in the hospital, that is extremely stressful. I mean, almost losing the brand new baby that you prayed for, yeah. um, hoped for, um, so, yes, it was extremely traumatizing, so much so that it threw me into a place that I did not even know that I could go. Yeah. Um, I was angry. Mm. I was distant, withdrawn. Um, my body hurt. I mean, physically my body hurt from the cesarean, the cesarean but it just hurt. Like, I mm. hurt. Um, and I honestly, at the time, did not know what was going on. Yeah. Had no idea. Um, because remember, I laughed in the face of PPD. Yeah. But I, I had, you know, at that point, I was so far gone in my head that I could not put my finger on it. Yeah. Um, I had people telling me, oh, just, you know, give it to God. <laughs> Pray, pray about it, away. it. Um, yeah. you know those great Sunday school answers but you know what when you're in the face of that that's it don't work that's not helpful yeah. um, sure pray for me um, those kinds of things those are that's all I, I love that that's good but in reality when you're in that moment you can't pray yeah you can't find that um, clarity to sit down and have a conversation with God about how you're feeling because sure. you can't, you don't even know why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Yeah. And I felt guilty for feeling mm. the way I did having, yeah. you know, a brand sure. new baby. And now none of that ever affected my motherhood. Yeah. It affected my relationship with my husband. Sure. You know, but it did not affect my relationship with you as a baby or Cullen yeah. As a, a little boy. So that's fantastic. And thank you for being so honest and vulnerable about that. So let's let's walk through some of these things. Okay. Um, and I'm going to check in with you occasionally, and you can kind of give me I didn't hand. mention, though, about how I figured out that I had postpartum depression. No, you did not. I probably need to... 
can to, we do? I think that's going to fit. You want to do that during? Yeah, I think that's okay. going to fit better at the Perfect. end. Perfect. Okay. Um, so uh, you've been hearing postpartum depression, uh, postpartum depression, postpartum depression. I think it's important to note that that is not the only kind of depression that comes from pregnancy. That's true. There is a large category called perinatal depression. Yes. And postpartum falls under perinatal. There is also prenatal pregnancy. And prenatal pregnancy is, as it sounds, or prenatal pregnancy, <laughs> prenatal depression, as it sounds. I knew where you were going. <laughs> yeah, is depression that you feel while you're pregnant. Um, and I did not have that. Yeah. I did not. It, it's a I had a, actually a great pregnancy. Yeah. Um, up until the wreck, I guess. Well, yes, up yeah. until the wreck. So these are types of mood disorders. Um, and um, so actually, this is, was interesting. I found prenatal depression uh, was not as common about 10 years ago. It's becoming more and more common as time goes on. Do you think it on. wasn't common because people kind of felt shame and didn't want to talk about depression? No. So there was actually a study done uh, over two or three generations of moms. Okay. Um, and they just found that it was more and more common in each generation. I don't know why. That's interesting. Um, I didn't read the whole study. I just found that data and I was like, that's actually really interesting. That is very interesting. Um, and... It, Currently, in, in about 2019, approximately 7% of women had prenatal depression. Um, whereas in postpartum, it was about 1 in 8 uh, new moms had PPD. Wow. Um, which is about 12.5% yeah. of new moms. Um, that's, a, that's a pretty large number if you think about it in the scheme of things. No, it really is. And that's um, why I'm like, I'm kind of in shock, really. And so, perinatal depression... Um, so I, I found this, this quote that I want to read, um, from the National Institute of Mental Health. And, uh, it says, perinatal depression is real. Medical illness is a real medical illness and can affect any mother, regardless of age, race, income, culture, or education. Women are not to blame or at fault for having perinatal depression. It is not brought on by anything a mother has or has not done. It is something that happens. Just fundamentally, you can't fight it. There's nothing you can do about it. It just it happens. Yeah. Um, we it, live in a fallen world. Yeah. It's a combination <laughs> of genetic and environmental factors that you can't control. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said earlier, Life stress, past yeah. trauma, uh, the physical and emotional demands of being pregnant and caring for a newborn has an impact on your hormones. That, um, and I will talk about that too when you, yeah, mm, when we get to it for sure. It has a, this major impact on your hormones that affects the way your brain functions and you can't help it. Your body has just gone through a major, even yeah. though you're giving birth, it's a, it's a trauma. Sure. And depending on how you go through birth. That level of pain can't, 
you know. I mean, there's a there's a whole different thing of women who go through different types of birth, like cesarean, yeah. and your body sustains different types of trauma. And also, if you've had previous experience with other mental health challenges, yes. as well as past trauma, of which you have had both, yes, um, it puts you more at risk, right? Right for for some form of perinatal depression. Um, and as you can understand, um, the, the things that you feel are common depressive symptoms. Like I don't want to common, right? Quote unquote, sure. right? Um, it's feels and sounds a lot like depression when you get into the signs and symptoms, but the one that is probably the most common or that we see the most is guilt and shame sure. and perinatal depression. Um, and that's why I wanted to read that quote that I read earlier. Because it's, ladies, it's not your fault. That's right. It is not your fault. There's nothing you could have done. You are doing your best and bringing a child into this world. That's hard stuff. Absolutely. And we men will never be able to understand that. <laughs> um, I think that, I mean, you can try to understand and you know, the empathy that you feel for your, your wife mm-hmm. as she's going through it. Because, like, your dad had an incredible amount of empathy. Empathy is different than actually going through it. Though, that is correct. That is correct. But men who support their wives um, or significant others through, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing um, and, try and, and trying to put themselves into that position – um, is priceless. Let's just say that for all you men out there. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you <clears throat> tell us something that you wish you had heard when you were going through it? So to start out with, um, when I figured out that, you know, I went back to my, um, OB for mm. my, you know, check, you know, it's a checkup that you, you know, you go through. And she started asking me how I was feeling. And I almost didn't talk to her about it because of the shame and the guilt of feeling the way I was feeling. And I just really couldn't put my finger on it, but I, I felt like, okay, why not? So huh. I, t- I talked to her about it. And all the while, your dad's voice is in my head going, you know, because I started thinking about postpartum depression, thinking, mm-hmm. could, could could that be possible? But your dad's voice is in my head going, oh, that's not possible. That's not real. You know, I said it too. I, yeah. I mean, I was just as guilty. Um, <clears throat> and so when I started talking to her about how I was feeling, she very kindly, sweetly, put her hand on my back and said, you have postpartum depression. And I was like, no, 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 that would never happen to me. I mean, I just had this Mm. beautiful baby and she started talking about the different things and the the symptoms and the things that I was feeling and why I was feeling that way and hormonal, you know, changes and serotonin levels and things that I didn't really understand. Mm. Um, but she made it extremely clear where I was. And then I'm like, I'd, I'm like, Kevin's never going to buy this, especially 
with me taking an antidepressant. He's never Mm. going to buy this. And she said something very key to me that day that I thought, wow. She said, would your husband deny you insulin if you were a diabetic? Mm. And I thought, well, of course not. And she said, it's the same difference. And she said, and if he doesn't agree with any of this, please bring him back so I can talk to him about it. Yeah. So she came right beside me. She she came alongside me. She she walked with me. She checked in on me. Um it was something it was it was something incredible. And that to me was worth more than any of the I'm going to pray for you or or I mean, yes, praying for me is good, but Pray about it. Give it to God. You know, all the Sunday school answers the, and the, the things pray it that... pray away thing. Correct. The pray it away thing that um, we're all guilty of, sure. of some of that. But um, yes, God is good. But something that came to my mind when I was thinking through and praying through postpartum depression was when God came to Moses in the burning bush mm-hmm. and told Moses that he needed to confront Pharaoh. Well, at the time, Moses did not feel qualified. He did not feel like he could do the job. And so God himself was there encouraging Mm. Moses. God himself was there building him up and showing him all the different signs and the different things that would happen but Moses still could not feel competent enough to go forward by himself or himself, period. Yeah. And in that moment, God did something for Moses. He brought Aaron to come alongside him to be his voice. Yeah. So... I think what we need is people to come alongside of us so many times and walk with this through this, Mm. you know, journey that we navigate. Look, ladies, it's not, it's not the healthy who need a physician. It's not, it's not anything other than You, uh, I'm trying to figure out a way to word this. Um, you don't have to feel the guilt. You don't have to feel the guilt. You don't have to take on the shame because it's, your heavenly father does love you. Sure. And when you're not there to be able to pray for yourself or to even be in your right mind, just like Moses, he was not. He was not. He was not in his right mind. He was not. Yeah. Yeah emotionally strong enough but god made a way god made the way and and i'm not this isn't a pray it away thing no not please don't hear that absolutely not what we're trying to tell you is that you need a support system absolutely um you need your partner you need um your friends your family but most importantly if you're dealing with postpartum depression you need professional help. Absolutely. You need a physician. 
You don't have to feel the shame. God has given physicians the, just like he equipped Aaron for Moses, mm. he equips doctors for us. Yeah. He, he gives them the knowledge. And if you need help finding resources, that is what we're here for. Me and Cohen, this is what we do. We want Wellhouse to be a place of healing and a place free of shame. Absolutely. Um, and if you're feeling shame because of your perinatal depression, talk to us. Yep. We can and help you. I'm here you. too. I would be willing yeah. to. I'm, and she would be a great resource for you. Yep. Um, I would definitely be willing. <laughs> but we can help you figure out what you need to do for you, for your family, and for your health.